0: Hello, and welcome to the Live, Lead, Succeed podcast, where you'll be inspired to become the best version of yourself, overcome limiting mindsets, and grow into the leader of excellence you were called to be. Here's your leadership and lifestyle coach and guide, Stacy Barlow Hill.
1: All right, hello everybody. I am so excited to have Charmaine Bowling with us today. Hey Char, how are you?
0: I'm good, Stacy, how are you?
1: I am fantastic. I'm so happy to have you here today, Char. I'm gonna let you you tell everybody, um, just tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Just tell them who you are, what you do, um, and then we'll kind of dive into it deeper as we start our conversation.
0: Okay, awesome. Well, as you all are aware, my name is Charmaine Bowling. I am currently um, a resident in Pennsylvania. I have a very great deal of experience working with the youth population. And in working with them, I have served them on different platforms, from being a pre-K head teacher to being a therapeutic staff support to being um, also in the classroom and supporting them. Um, and this was before COVID, obviously. And I was kinda um, like a counselor. So what I did was I basically was the bridge between um, the student and the teacher. So I just tried to make sure that their behavior, their behaviors were regulated. And these kids were um, definitely on a spectrum and or had trauma things as such. And all of those experiences have led me to becoming a behavioral specialist at the moment. So I just basically manage um, cases of kiddos who um, obviously are on the spectrum, have different behavioral diagnosis, um, have trauma, things as such. So that's actually what I'm doing right now. Prior to that, uh, and actually, Stacey has actually helped a lot of my events and what I'm about to describe, but I started a nonprofit called Pretty Girls Inc. and will actually be 10 years old December wow. 20th of, the, of this year, right? It's really? so great. Yes, we'll be 10.
1: Wow, and that's awesome. Congratulations. Yes,
0: thank you. So, with that being said, when you have fun doing what you love and have a passion for, Time doesn't really exist. You just have fun in those different moments. So I created a nonprofit called Pretty Girls Inc. And we cater to girls 3 to 18. And with that, we use this platform to help girls um, create positive academic environments. We um, help them with their etiquette so that they will be equipped with um, going out into the world. And it's just as simple as going to a restaurant and how to um, act and conduct yourself in a ladylike manner, you know, going to, um, eat and, you know, some, we don't want our girls to be intimidated by possible, um, opportunities, you know, to socialize. So we want them to have that to be equipped socially. Uh, we also, uh, work on healthy alternatives and that is an array of different options with their, you know, exercising their health, just the different, um, societal drugs and different things so that they are aware of what's out there and they know how it can affect them and their behaviors. And they just, um, again, are equipped with what to say no to. Um, Also, we work on their self-esteem and self-esteem is really the root of this entire organization. And in that, we really just want to help the girls to become confident and assured in how they look, how they were created, Um, their body type, their hairstyle, um, who they are, their gifts, their talents. We want them to be confident. And in that we really use different, um, like we have father-daughter dances. I know we had a cafe experience where we had different artists come in and they actually sung, you know, um, positive um, songs and songs of affirmation. And we also do workshop classes and we do uh, motivational speaking and We actually have, we adopted two schools um, several years ago, and I mentored those schools for um, two years consecutively, and I went inside the school, and the schools um, assigned different um, young ladies that they felt just needed a little bit of motivation, um, a little bit um, of inspiration on a weekly basis. So they assigned me um, to these young ladies, and I did uh, curriculum-based work with them, things as such. So Pretty Girls um, is a multifaceted, we do multiple different things, but it all is just to help upbuild our young girls in our community so that they can be confident. And the more that we implement and create that um, and keep rehearsing confidence to them, they will be so confident that they won't go into like negative like situations in life, feeling that that's all they're worth. So we want to start young and let them know that you are worth it. You don't have to succumb to certain behaviors or behaviors from other people, or you don't have to just um, submit to certain situations or standards just because that's what you think you're worth. And that's not what they're worth. And I know with myself and my staff, I know we've all experienced some unfortunate situations because we didn't know who we were. And because our self-esteem was so low, so we just catered or just accepted anything. So what we're trying to do is change that narrative for them and actually teach the skills of being confident in who you are so that they don't make the same mistakes. So that's kind of the Just a Pretty Girls, Inc. Um, I kind of went on a tangent on that, but I just think it was necessary to say. And um, just some other things that I do on the side. Uh, I have uh, written two books. Um, my The second one just came out in July, so I'm excited about the, um, those two. And those books are just self-help um, books just to really um, accept what has happened, heal from those situations, and forgive yourself and those who actually participated in, um, whether you were the victim or whether you're trying to become the victor out of those situations. but um, And then also the recent one, um, The Moment I Forgave Her, how you can travel through life And even though certain situations have occurred, you don't have to beat yourself up anymore, but you actually can heal from those situations, forgive yourself and move on from that. And that takes a while because healing is a never ending area of life. Um, Forgiving is another never ending way of life. And some people can just, you know, snap their fingers and they feel good. They can talk to that person and they can move on with their lives. And some people it takes a little longer. So, um, I was, um, able and honored. God has allowed me to create two books to, um, self-help and, you know, help people navigate through, you know, some different, um, heartaches and pains through my personal stories. And then I also have, um, recently been wearing a new hat of becoming like an administrator um there's a production company in warren ohio and um they are based on um creating and writing their own gospel music and in that when they do their different concerts and things um they ask me to come in and just help them to um manage and um, administer different services, you know, to help them to make sure that they create the vision that they see. So I kind of been I've been wearing that hat as well. So okay, um, I'm doing a lot, Stacy. But you <laughs> are.
1: I mean, and you I, left one <laughs> out. There's there's a whole nother one you completely left out.
0: What did I leave out, Stacy?
1: Don't you have a boutique?
0: I had. Oh my lord! Yes, I did leave something <laughs> out. Um. <laughs> I have an a, a online boutique called C. Lene boutique, and um, that is in honor of my sister, Cherie Lene Robinson. And the boutique, literally, again, I go right back to um, women. Um, I just have clothing and accessories, and it's really just to help women feel confident. And I also um, recently have been um, had my first, well, not so much my first, but initiated again um, styling men. So Mm -hmm. I don't know where that's going, but it Mm -hmm. was recent. I actually have a client in Denver, Colorado. I was able to kind of, I guess, help him navigate through fashion because he said that his um, his team said he needed kind of a a fashion upgrade. So I was like, okay. So I just gave him some ideas, told him what to buy, and now he is just on his own and he looks amazing now. So I'm just like, okay. And then recently... I was able to style a, a group of guys just kind of gave them a concept and some ideas, and I actually styled the two artists and um, it was it was pretty cool because, and I, I made a comment, if you feel vain, after I helped you, whether that's with one a piece of jewelry, um, I styled you or I had clothing that you were able to purchase that made you feel good, then I did my job because I just feel like at least one time out of the year, we should feel vain or just feel good about ourselves. You know, mm-hmm. just take that day, that night, whatever, whatever you wear, or however you feel like we should just have that moment to just feel good about ourselves, you know, feel good to be alive. And you know, the clothes, you know, make us look good. Take pictures, post them. Like you should just feel so good about yourself I think everybody should have that experience at least one time of the year and you know some people are afforded to just have that vibe all the time you know what I mean and they're just they're just Mm -hmm. confident but not everybody has that so I just feel like if you you everybody should feel vain at least one time out of the year I'm just gonna say that and if I can help you do that I did my yes. job, so it it was it was a cool experience. So yeah, I do have that as well. So yeah,
1: I love it, and I'm actually <laughs> happy that you kind of wrapped up with that because I feel like that is kind of the theme of everything you just said. So it sounds like you have a lot going on, but everything seems like it kind of ties to that whole. I just want you to feel good about yourself. Like you Absolutely. have that passion behind you. You started talking about. Um, dealing with youth and behavioral um, services and pretty girls and your books and um, even the administration piece sounds like you're trying to help people feel confident about what they're doing and their music and um, your boutique. And I, I feel that theme running through everything that you have put your hands on.
0: Yeah. So I
1: Absolutely. think that's awesome. Do you Thank feel you. like this, that is your passion? Do you feel like you're, you're operating, you know, in, in your passion and your gifts?
0: I feel like I am. And I believe God is really opening doors for me to create these um, pathways for others. And I really think, and I always say I'm a servant Mm because I feel like I am. Um, And I think there's a difference between being a servant and a slave. And I think sometimes we have to separate those enabling um, areas of our lives. And I really feel that I am in my passion because I feel good when I do it. I don't expect, and I think I read somewhere, or read a quote, you know, um, I think it was talking about success. And success is when you can serve your community and you don't feel like you have to be paid for it. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. when I read that, I never really forgot that. And I said, I want to get to that point where, I can serve a community of people, whether it be a baby up to an adult and be able to just feel good after I get done doing it and not groan and moan about helping somebody, you know. So Mm. I really feel like and when I was talking and I didn't realize as I was talking and how you completely summarize everything I said and how what I've done from the first time I started in my career back in um, 2009 to today That that is really the theme of what I've been doing is just really helping people navigate to a place of feeling good about themselves, and I really feel like that's really my passion. That's where my success lies is helping others, and at the end of the day, I don't feel depleted if that makes sense. Obviously, physically. You know, Mm -hmm. that's just life. You know, we feel depleted. Okay, you need to take a nap or, you know, go to sleep. Not in that way that I'm talking, but I don't feel depleted, but I feel good reflecting on that night or reflecting on what I did for that person. And I feel Mm -hmm. good because they feel good, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, absolutely.
1: You feel good because you were in service, you were doing something. that was adding value to others and that right. made you feel good and made them feel good. So, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. I love it. Thank so, you. let's back up a little bit. So, everything that Char just said is absolute truth because I've known her since she was a little girl. And when I yes. mean little girl, I mean little girl. Little. <laughs> <laughs> Pigtails and everything. Yes. Um, and you've mentioned um, faith a lot. So, I will just tell you all I know Charmaine, Charmaine's grandfather. Yes, was my pastor. And I joined um, his ministry and his church. My family joined his ministry in church when I was nine years old. So, wow, I don't know. I don't even know how old. I don't even know if you were born
0: then, but <laughs> <I don't, laughs> no, you
1: were born. Yeah, I was, you're yeah, close I was to there. my brother's age. So you were probably about four or Yeah, so. I was
0: going to say I was I was maybe a at that time.
1: Yeah, you I was were a toddler. little. <laughs> but yeah, so maybe let's let's kind of start. And you don't have to go through it. Everything, but maybe just kind of start, you know, because, like I said, Charmaine's grandfather was my pastor, but her whole family is in ministry in some shape yes. or form, even up to step parents and everything in mm-hmm. present day. So yes. she is just immersed in, um, in mm-hmm. the the culture of the church atmosphere and ministry. So maybe start mm-hmm. with just your upbringing and how those things have kind of shaped and molded you um, on your journey.
0: Okay. Well, it all starts, and it's funny because we use this term loosely, but it's true. I was born on the pew. (laughs) Um, Literally was, well, okay, not literally everybody. (laughs) I was born in a hospital. However, (laughs) my upbringing allowed me to be birthed um, via um, the pew, which then shaped and molded me who I am today. So it started off because, uh, as Stacy mentioned, my grandfather was a pastor. He pastored for 26 years and um, he retired because he wanted to live. And um, he still, and it's funny because uh, Stacy, you were there at his uh, retirement, I believe, or, you know, you were just mm-hmm. kind of aware of what he was, you know, why he was doing it because he wanted to live. But yep, obviously he still mentored He still evangelized. He still Mm -hmm. did ministry. Mm -hmm. So I think it just kind of gave him a way of just continue to evangelize, but do it more in a uh, more, maybe more freeing way, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And to be able to cater to others without um, maybe um, not juggling the church and doing it if that makes sense. Right. I think everybody, yes. those, th- okay, you'll understand what I'm saying when I say that. Um, the but it pressures. Was just, I yeah, think the pressures, pressures that
1: come, that come the along church. with having yeah. to do things on the church's terms and being able Correct. to do it at yep. his right. will and on his terms.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yep. There you go. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so any, so it started with my grandfather, um, watched him, was raised in the church, you know, was in the choir, uh, the youth choir and, you know, wore the robes and, you know, we did the concerts. <laughs> and um, yes. So I had the upbringing of being in the Baptist denomination. And I also had the upbringing of being in the Church of God in Christ denomination. So mm-hmm. I had uh, two different types of getting to know And develop a relationship in two denominations. But I'm thankful because I was still, I had people around me. And when I say the old school foundation, that it wasn't like really a pool that I had to act a certain way. Jesus Mm -hmm. was just Jesus
1: when Mm -hmm. I came up,
0: you know? Uh, There's a, um, we're not, I don't wanna dive into theology because when I tell you, I just, I'm just, jesus is jesus and you know trying to develop a relationship so i don't want to go too far into that because that creates a necessary discussion i think at some times you know but i'm just thankful that i had uh great leaders and teachers and um women uh, mostly and men who were able to just teach me about the importance of developing relationship um with God and teaching me scripture because what happened was they were planting seeds for me so that now that I'm older and I'm like seeking God for myself, it makes it um not so much easier. Cause you know, Stacy, when you say yes <laughs> When you say yes, (laughs) um, it's not an easy journey. And there's so Mm -hmm. many stories in the Bible about those who have said yes, and they had to persecute some things, but you know, Hey, all things work together for the good. And I'm just, I'm really grateful for the seeds and the people, the old school foundation that laid the foundation for me. And, you know, in my upbringing, my Christian walk to really introduce me, you know, to who Jesus really was. And I'm just grateful that I never, um straight away too far okay because I'm sure we all have mm-hmm. stories but I didn't stray away too far because something <laughs> always kept pulling me back if that makes yeah. sense and yes. I um I I all I can say is I'm just grateful for the seeds that were planted I am really grateful and it really is helping me in my adult life to really you know stay connected and really, you know, be steadfast, and you know, when it says unmovable, but you know, like I said, there were sometimes I went beyond the shadow of the covering, but um, yeah. I always return because there's just it, it's just it's um it's safe, it's safe here, yeah. you know, yeah. having that foundation yeah. and knowing Jesus for yourself and developing that relationship and just wanting to know more about Him, it's it's safe, you know. And, you know, nobody's perfect. I'm not perfect. I've done some stupid things, (laughs) but I thank God for his grace and mercy and, you know, that forgiveness piece and him, and I'm able to go to him, you know, with that conviction. So, in saying all of those terms and saying where I've come from and my foundation and the different denominations that I was able to encounter and things as such, I just, I'm so grateful for the seeds and the teachers and my grandfather mostly cuz he really played a huge impact into um my Christian walk and my faith. Just with the introduction, you know, cuz it's really just the introduction part, you know. And then you have yeah. to, you know, um develop that relationship with God, you know, on your own with the help of others, you know, cuz like I said, mm-hmm. there's sometimes you go from the shadow, <laughs> but um yeah. So those
1: seeds, they got me yes. here. They got me I here. love that. And <laughs> I mean, and your grandfather, was he was very instrumental in my life. And I, I remember telling him and your grandmother that um, on their retirement banquet, just, you know, I've, I was a part of that since I was nine years old. So those are the most impressionable years of your life. And I remember yeah I still joke with your grandmother sometimes now. those looks she just she those looks those eyes to the back <laughs> yeah. of the pew. <laughs> you knew you was doing something wrong or we uh-huh. try to sneak out and go to the corner store and she always knew what was going on she all she had to do was look at us and we would know we just sit up straight and
0: yeah even though
1: (laughs) they were seeds and even though we may not have liked you know some of those things or understood why they were you know stricter or or some of the things that the talks they had to have with us back then but Mm -hmm. as you said as you get older and you something's pulling you back you're reminded of those things and all of those seeds that were planted in you. So I'm, I'm forever grateful, um, to your family, um, for the, the, the part that they played, you know, in my, in my faith and where I am today too. So aside from faith, and we're not really aside from faith because once faith is a part of your life, it's always a part of your life, oh, but yes. what other, what other circumstances or maybe happenings in your life would you say that maybe contributed to the path that you decided to take, um, with the, the, the businesses and, and um, areas that you're in now?
0: I really feel gr- growing up and as you grow up, I mentioned this kind of uh, imagery, I guess, being able to sit at the, the big table. And when I say that, when you're younger, the adults always tell you, go play, you know, get out the kitchen. Grown folks are talking. Um, yes (laughs) when you get a certain (laughs) age you are able to stay in the kitchen you are able to sit at the table with the adults and actually hear and listen to the many stories that you were unaware of in your family and when you hear these stories you kind of start to piece things together and you start to say wait a second These stories sound familiar, or I act like that sometimes. And I feel like when I I was able to sit at the the big table, a lot of different generational cycles that I was going through with different relationships with men, um, just different friendships, how I respond, what I chose to allow in my life versus cutting it off. I realized Mm. that this is kind of like a cycle in my family. And when I was able to understand a little bit more what was going on, I immediately started making changes. I said, I will no longer allow generational cycles to be a part of my life. And then also I want to start practicing. So when I actually do birth my children, that those cycles will be broken and they will not have to experience the generational cycles that I had to go through. So I feel like understanding those cycles, becoming aware of the generational cycles, I feel like that uh, gave me that um, passion and gave me that drive to make changes. And I think with those changes I think that is what helps me and also unlocking different gifts um, that God actually has afforded me to have gifts and talents, you know, and I'm able to, you know, help others, you know, what they go through and also be able to help myself and really assess. And I talk about um, self-accessing every day, you know, really helps you to hone in on, okay, why did I do this behavior? I've done this behavior before or I don't like the way I feel when I do this behavior or I don't like the way um, a person treats me. I feel this way or I get triggered and I respond that way. So I feel when you do self-assessing, assessing, excuse me, you are able to really recreate or create different moments for you to become a better person. And I really feel sitting at that table, quote unquote, I was really able, it really motivated me to make changes. And it, um, I believe it it has got me to a point where I'm able to put some of that energy into different projects. And then also obviously, you know, birth these different, you know, self-help areas where I can help other people. But also in that really, honestly helping myself first you know because obviously if you can't help yourself first and sometimes you have to unplug at times Mm -hmm. from everything that's going on and really focus on you because you don't want to um there's a term like uh bleeding on people um Mm -hmm. sometimes you can uh maybe like disrespect or infuriate or um just kind of manipulate different situations because something that you never dealt with is coming out on other people, Mm. which they don't deserve Mm. because they're just like, all I said was hello, you know? (laughs) Mm. So you have to, and that's why I feel like self assessing is so important to make sure your issues, you don't affect or terminate friendships or relationships, you know, professionally um, just simply in your neighborhood or, you know, even in your church home, whatever. But in in saying all of that and wrapping that portion up, I just really feel um, when I was able to really hear and I was able to sit at the table and I didn't have to go play with other kids, I felt like that really unlocked ways for me to change um, the next generations that are coming and also just change my generation and um, respond differently now and having my own back. And, and um, I guess basically also knowing what situations that I want to be a part of and the situations I don't want to be a part of, so that I can maintain like that peaceful mind and that mental health piece too. So yeah, mm, I feel like yes. all of that ties in together.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I think a lot of that is so true. You know, we we get caught up in um, generational. Cycles and and curses and going back to that phrase, you know, it's it's not not what I say, but what I do. And, you know, parents, parents can tell us for days and not even parents. Sometimes it's uncles we're watching or cousins or distant Mm -hmm. relatives. And it might not even be immediate family, but um, listening to people tell you. What not to do versus watching them actually do it, you know right. sometimes you just you fall back into that, and even as an adult, you know there's some times where I even still you know my parents might say something, and I'll be like, "Oh, that's why I do that, or that's why right <laughs> you know I act like that like you you still have um those times where you need to self reflect or assess as you said um and and realize you know those those impressionable ages we were talking about when you're younger like so much happens during that time that you can be way into adulthood and still trying to unpack <laughs> those things that happen yes. uh, seeds, can, seeds can be planted but they're not always good seeds you know we have to go back and and pick out some of those bad ones sometimes correct i love it okay yeah. so what would you say um so I know you you talked about wanting to um, end some of the the generational cycles, but do you think there was anything in particular that geared you towards, you know, pretty girls, for instance, um, and that mission with that? Um, maybe anything like a failure or anything that you had in your life without being too personal, but <laughs> maybe just, just something that kind of like, it just clicked for you. Like, I need to start this program, um, because maybe something happened that triggered you to feel that way.
0: Uh, I really honestly feel like there were a lot of low self-esteem points in my life and that could have been triggered by different, um, I'm trying to find a word to describe. There were different um, vacant spots in my life Mm. that were not packed or filled correctly. Mm. And with that being said, without, you know, describing too much or, you know, like you said, be too personal, too personable about it. I think that imagery kind of gives a better description but I feel there were some vacant spots Mm -hmm. that were not filled and and because they were not filled I tried to fill them Mm -hmm. with (laughs) options that were not meant to last so then once it goes away then there's a hole again Mm -hmm. so Certain decisions were made that obviously created very low moments for me. Mm -hmm. And somehow one day, I really don't even recall the day. I do recall where I was living in the apartment that I was in. But I do remember this idea just came over me to create a nonprofit. Now, mind you, I had no idea how to run a nonprofit. I didn't know the first thing to do. Um, in getting, you know, um 501c3 nonprofits. When I, I didn't know a thing. When I tell you Pretty Girls Inc. is all God, I mean it because I did not know what I was doing. Okay. At all. Yeah. And I'm still learning. You know, there's a lot of things that I've gained that, you know, some people will come to me and ask me for help. And I'll help them. And I'll say, "Now I can get you to a certain point. You know what I mean? Um, But but I'm learning, too. I'm always a student because there's always something that I'm going to learn, you know, throughout doing this process. But um, I just feel like that actually was probably the reason turning um, pain into passion, as I've said before. And I really feel like that's how Pretty Girls Inc. was started because I did not want to see a young girl go through what I went through. So like I mentioned before earlier, changing that narrative and how do you do that by reaching down your hand to the next generation and really helping them. And like I mentioned before, planting those seeds and that's what keeps me going with the girls because, and I tell the girls and I say, all this information I'm giving you, are you going to change overnight? And they say, no. And I say, good, because you're not. I said, what I'm doing right now is just planting seeds. It's gonna come back, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And I really feel like that is the reason why I keep pushing and I don't stop. And unfortunately, COVID kind of is kind of is messing with me concerning Pretty Girls Inc. Because obviously, you know, there's still cases out there, and I'm definitely not gonna put my girls in jeopardy, you know. Um, and I'm a I'm a hands-on. I like to put my hand on the plow, as they say. So Mm -hmm. sometimes this whole Zoom situation, we tried it, but I'm just like, I need, I just want to, you know, hug them. (laughs) I want to talk to them. I want to, you know, be in the same room with them. So I'm struggling with that. And I can say that I'm struggling with not being able to really cater to them one-on-one. I'm a one-on-one type person. And Mm -hmm. um, so, but I, I think in saying all of that, that is really what drove me with pretty girls it's just I don't want to see another girl experience those low moments that I went through because of those vacancies so yep
1: awesome and I've I've watched you you know trying to kind of transition into leadership um, specifically with pretty girls Um, I know you know it kind of started with you and some family members but um, kind of tell us that transition, how to growing into becoming a leader, and you know what that kind of entails, and what what do you think you know it takes to be a good leader and to run something of that magnitude where it's not just solely dependent on you?
0: Oh, that's a good question. I think the best lesson I learned was to not seek out people that you think. Will take your organization to from level one to level 10. Um, I think I don't even know if they still say this, but there's levels to this. <laughs> mm-hmm. Take each level and really ask God to reveal who is supposed to be on your team. Also, and staff will change. I've had staff that were there then they were like oh i can't do this or you know so staff will change but don't be discouraged by the changes on each level because each level is going to teach you something each level is going to bring you success each level is going to take something away so you really have to just honor each level the good the bad the in between the ugly the great um you just have to um honor everything that happens at each level also Make sure, sh- and I, I, also this lesson, I also learned this lesson as well. When you have staff, make sure you pay attention to their strengths and place them in the areas that they have strength in. So if I have a staff member who is great at clerical work, that could be organizing files, um, typing up notes or um, maybe communicating with all the other staff. We have a meeting, X, Y, and Z. Don't put them in the fashion show part of helping the girls get dressed, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Place, <laughs> <laughs> place them where they are strongest at and keep them there, okay? So you, you have to learn who your staff, you have to learn who your staff um, are, learn them so that you can place them where they're supposed to. Because what happens is you being the leader of the organization that could deplete your energy, your time and your mental state by not positioning your staff where they're supposed to be. It just creates more work for you. So I did learn that. Um, So, yeah, I think that's a nugget that I pulled away with. But also, just be okay with what comes with every level. You have to be okay with it. And it it may hurt. I had many, you know, you're going to cry. You're going to have bruises, scrapes, because you're, you're trying to create something so fast because you want it to be at that level so fast. And I will tell you, Pretty Girls is nowhere near where I want it to be. And I can be honest about that. It's nowhere near where I want it to be. I have so many visions and dreams of pretty girls. We're nowhere near at all. Mm -hmm. So, and I'm okay with that because I'll be more appreciative of reflecting back of where we were in 2010. And I'll be able to have um, a deeper praise and honor to God, you know? For him affording us to start so far away, and then to where we are, to you know, to wherever he's going to take us. But um, just just be okay with the levels, you know. Cry about it, you know. Have a um, have somebody that you can talk to and confide in. Um, but be okay with it because every level is going to bring something different. And you know what? Some levels brought everything. <laughs> it at one yeah. time one blow but um yeah you just have to you have to just kind of be okay with it and be flexible and be open be flexible and be open with every level I, as well yeah so
1: yes. yep. I love it it's all part of the journey absolutely I and it. I think with the different levels of leadership you you begin to learn and that's how you grow as a leader if everything mm-hmm. is just um a hundred all the time and unicorns and rainbows you know you wouldn't learn you wouldn't grow absolutely you have, to, have to have those those tough times in order to to grow but I agree with everything you said so Shar, how about let's um end with maybe you talking to maybe a girl that's in the space that you were in, maybe before you began Pretty Girls and some of the other things that you've done today, that space, if you can maybe go back to that place that you were in at that moment, and maybe just give that person um, some encouragement, and maybe speak to yourself at that moment and, and let them know, you know, what it can look like on the other side. Maybe just give them a, a word for, for them right now.
0: Okay, well, if I could talk to a young girl who was in a very dark place where I was um, prior to Pretty Girls and having the motivation to keep going, I would tell her right now you may be in a dark place and it may feel like no one respects you, no one is listening to you no one understands you but do know this there is always a way out and that way out definitely can be seen through multiple facets so for one you are able to write down your feelings be honest with the experience that you're going through um feel what you're going through because what you're going to write down and what you feel that you're going through, if this possibly happens again, you can know to how to leave a little, you can leave a little bit quicker because sometimes when we just try to get over situations so fast and we don't feel, if that situation comes up again we really won't know how to flee from that situation or we won't know how to uh, run away quickly. So I would say definitely write down your feelings, definitely feel. Also, definitely try to find someone, which I did. I found someone who was able to counsel me through certain situations. It's always good to have one person who you can just be honest with. Try to find someone that you can call and that you can talk to because getting all of those feelings out will definitely help you to get to the next um, place. Also, it's okay to cry. It's okay to cry. Um, being superwoman, which I try to be, it doesn't work. So it's okay to just cry and fill in those moments. Also, I wanted, I would tell her, you have purpose. You survived that situation because you're still here. So because you're still here, you have purpose. And there's something greater for you on the other side. It may not feel that way and it may not look that way, but you definitely have purpose. And there's definitely more for you on the other side. I would just tell her to take it second by second. Um I would tell her to blast her music and start dancing. I would tell her to put on her best outfit and um, walk to the store, go to the grocery store, you know, put on your red lip, honey, you know, fill in your eyebrows, feel good about yourself, Do you know, do something that makes you feel good. Go to the park, go eat lunch in the park, but just find different um, outlets that make you feel good. Um, And I know sometimes picking ourselves up off the floor, it may not be easy to get to that place of feeling good about yourself, but it's going to come. It's going to come. It may take a while, but you'll get there because I got there. I didn't get here overnight, but definitely um, try to find an outlet, find um, a person, start journaling. Find somebody that you can talk to. Um, I think um, when I was able to get counseled in that situation, when I hit my rock bottom, that really helped me to get to where I am right now. Um, So that's what I would I would tell her to just be encouraged. It's going to be okay. It may not seem like it because I didn't think I was ever going to get out of that situation. Um, It took a while for me to heal, but it was worth it. And um, it's okay to unplug as well. Um, if you need to turn your phone off, if you need to get off social media for a while, do whatever it is. And the one thing that I will say, fight for your life. You are important and we need you and you fight until you get to that place where you can just skip down the street and nobody can tell you anything. So fight for your life. You're worth it. And you're here for a purpose. So that's what yes. I
1: was. Amazing. That's awesome. That is a perfect way to end our conversation today. And what you just said, I know we were talking to a young girl, but that could honestly be anybody at any point in time in their life. It just depends on what part of your journey you're on. Um, Mm -hmm. And you could have been speaking to anybody today. So I am sure that that helps somebody along their way today. Well, so thank, thank you, Char. Thank you for being with me today and hanging out. Me. I loved listening to you as an adult and hearing all of your, <laughs> your life lessons. And thank you. Yes, I'm honored to have you with me. So why don't you just let people know how they can find you? Um, if they want to work with you, or be a part of your programs, just tell them how they can find you and how they can work okay. with you.
0: Awesome. So if you would like to um, work with me or also um, if you need coaching or anything as such, because I am in the therapeutic world as well, um, you can find me on Facebook under Charmaine Bowling. You can also, um, if you're on Instagram, you can uh, inbox me there. It's pretty Charmaine on Instagram. Uh, Pretty Girls Inc. is on Facebook as well under Pretty Girls Inc. You can also find Pretty Girls Inc. on Instagram as well. It's pretty underscore girls ink. One. Yeah, there's a one after that. <laughs> and then see um, Lene if you're interested in the clothing portion and you need help, you know, with your attire. Uh, if you just just simple fashion needs or if you want to, you know, purchase um, items, you can go to Instagram. Uh it will be c And then also um, on Facebook, c Boutique. I think those are all my platforms, Stacey. Awesome. <laughs> well,
1: I'll have Charmaine send me the links and we'll make sure we post them in the, the yes. broadcast description. So, all right. Thank you, Char. I love you. Thank and you, I girl. love you too. <laughs> Thanks for being with us. Thank you for tuning in to the Live, Lead, Succeed podcast. Please remember to like and share and invite all of your friends to listen in. You can always follow us at liveleadsucceed.com. And feel free to join our Facebook group, also Live, Lead, Succeed. Have a great one.
0: Thank you for listening to the Live, Lead, Succeed podcast. We hope that you were inspired and encouraged to reach just a little bit higher today. Remember, you've got this and we're rooting for you.